we go to our favorite coffee shop that is accustomed to seeing her there. She's a regular. Like, you know, when the when the regulars come in, the the baristas know what they're going to order. They they all know that she's outside and she's gonna want she's gonna want her puppuccino. Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts. Dive into the tips and tricks that you can use while exploring with your cat. They share the war stories, we celebrate the wins, laugh at the horror experiences, and the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Hi everyone, welcome to the Cat Explorer podcast. I'm Asara. And I'm Daniel. Before we jump into today's exciting chat, we would love it if you could screenshot this podcast on your phone, post it in your Instagram stories, tag us at catexplorer.community and our awesome guest at Cats Going Places to let us know that you're listening along. We'll reshare it in our stories and we're really excited to hear your main takeaways and what you think of today's episode. Today we're so excited because we have Julie joining us. Julie is the force behind the awesome blog, Cats Going Places, and is mum to several kitties including Cupcake. Julie and Cupcake love exploring urban areas and finding new cat-friendly businesses. I'm so excited to chat to Julie to hear how she and Cupcake find places to explore and enjoy a coffee and cappuccino. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. So we'd love to hear how you first came across Cats Exploring. We'd love to hear, um, did someone tell you about it or did you see some photos or videos or where did, where did the idea come to you? A friend of mine on the, um, on the west coast of the U.S. has a cat who is a therapy cat. And so it got me to thinking about cats being able to go out. And a friend of mine, um, is, another friend of mine fosters kittens. And she will, um, and at, com- at social media conferences, she'll bring the kittens along to give, get them socialized. And then that, re- that kind of gets them out and out and about in those environments, which really got me thinking about that. And when I adopted one of those kittens from her, um, the, we decided that she would continue to go out and ex- experience more of the world and stay socialized. That's awesome. I love that um, she was like during the fostering process, she's actually being trained to do that as well, because that's probably one of the best times to start training a kitten as well. So that's awesome. Really helps you as well once you foster, like once you adopt the kitten too. And is that kitten um, Cupcake? That kitten is Cupcake, yes. She's so beautiful. And so am I correct in understanding that Cupcake was the inspiration for Cats Going Places? She is. Um, we'd like I to really, hear. I'm sorry. No, sorry. I really wanted to gather. I really wanted to find. I was trying to gather information because I was going to be traveling with her. I was going to be traveling by air, and I couldn't find a good resource that had that all in one place. So I started pulling some of that information together and adding ex, adding my experiences to it, and that's how going places began. Cats going places began. That's oh, really cool. kind of my experiences with Cupcake and kind of imparting the wisdom that I've gathered. Mm. Yeah, it's um, I agree. It can sometimes be a bit difficult to find that information. So it's great that you're collating what you're learning and you're sharing your experiences. So many people really do appreciate mm. that. There's a depository for them to go to when they need help, when they're beginning and doing all this stuff. So tell us a little bit about Cup- Cupcake. How did she join your family? Well, Cupcake was in um, Columbus, Ohio. She was being fostered by a group there. And when I, I met her at the conference, she and she, she was with two of her brothers. And she decided to sleep with me instead of her brothers. 
and it was adorable. And of course, and she would come and she would come and sleep in between the pillows on my bed and lick my nose. And I was like, I was I was just charmed by her. And I was telling myself, no, no, you're you don't need another cat. You have three cats at home. And you know, it doesn't work that way when a cat falls in love with you. Mm-hmm. That's how you you know that's how you end up with another cat. And so she ended up. Um, her foster mom flew her down to me from Ohio. And so they, they, she came down for a quick visit and Cupcake came to stay as part of our family. And we, so when, even while she was here, when we, when we went out to, we took her out to Petco to find a harness for her. Uh, she, well, she had a harness on for travel that she'd already worn, but we, I bought her her own harness. And while we were out, we, we went for an ice cream with her. So she's she's been she's been on the go ever since. Oh, that's so lovely. I just love how she's a very adaptable. Like that's that's just beautiful. She just loves She is. She's she's a she's a surprisingly calm cat about strange situations. She's not always she's not always thrilled about it, but she's very calm about it. So she she'll take it in, she'll take in what's going on. You know, you watch her taking it all in. She, we recently went to our, our regular coffee sh- spot and came around the corner and there was a dog sitting at our usual table. And she, you know, she looked at the ca- at the dog and the dog gave her a really close up look. And she was like, okay. And the, and the dog was super excited. She's just very, she's, she's a very Zen cat about those kind of things. That's a pretty important trait to have when you go out exploring with your cat and basically go into these urban environments that, you know, are pretty unpredictable at times and you can find different scenarios and different situations, even if you get, like you said, go back to the same coffee place. So it's very, it's very appropriate that Cupcake's got these sort of traits to her that she can go out and just take it all in a stride and go, yep, yeah, that's what it is and I'll deal with it. Mm. And I think that's also uh, um, because of you as well, because you're quite calm and she's feeding off your energy as well, where you see, you should see a dog, and rather than getting stressed, you just let her decide what she wants to do with it. If she wants to go say hi, she can go say hi, or she can stay stay calm. So I think that's um, a nod to you as well for the great work that you're doing. And I've tr- sorry, you go. I've tried to make sure that she only encountered relatively calm, well-behaved dogs, and so that's probably helped. She's never been around a dog who would like barked or chased her. And I've tried to, you know, I've tried to, to avoid that because I felt like she's going to be encountering dogs anywhere that's pet friendly. Mm. Mm, that's true. That is very true. How how do you go about um, making sure that she only encounters calm dogs? Because um, dogs are a constant fear for members in our community because you, that's something that we can't really always control because you can't control the dogs out there really. So how do you make sure that the dogs that she interacts with are calm? It's I think a lot of it is watching them and watching how they're behaving as they're as they're approaching her. If they're if they want to jump, if they want to play, if they're giving off if they're giving off body language that she doesn't that she doesn't understand. Like you know when dogs want to play, they do a they do their play bows where they put their front end down and their back end up, and cats don't cats don't read that. If they start doing that, that's a, you know that's not that's not a calm dog that's gonna that's going to interact with her in a way that she's going to understand. She'll touch noses with a strange dog. That's not a problem. But the dog needs to not be jumping around in the process. 
Sorry, I can hear Lumos meowing in the background, so he's probably going to come <laughs> and say hello soon. <laughs> so one thing that I really love about what you're doing is that you're highlighting that we can go on urban ex- adventures with our cats. Like, we, like traveling to beautiful landscapes, it's amazing, but the fact is that so many of us live in cities or these populated areas, and it's a bit of a challenge to get out to those um, beautiful landscapes and things like that. Um, do you have suggestions of places we can explore with our cats in urban areas? Uh, we tend to we tend to explore uh, we tend to go into um, shopping areas a lot of the time, and we go to we go to our favorite coffee shop that is accustomed to seeing her there. She's a regular, like you know, when the when the regulars come in, the the baristas know what they're going to order. They all they all know that she's outside and she's gonna want she's gonna want her puppuccino, as they call it, yeah. which is just whipped cream. Probably not good for her. Not, probably not good for her girlish waistline. <laughs> so, where cupcake? Your local coffee shop is that Starbucks? Because I've seen it some is. awesome photos of cupcake there with her name on the Starbucks cup, which I think is just really awesome. Different baristas definitely will approach that differently. Okay. Recently, some of them have decided that they think that the that the cups have too high a sides for her, and they keep trying to find alternate ways to serve it to her. And so it'll come out uh, sometimes it'll come out on on like the lid of a cold cup or in in uh, the bowl that oatmeal is in. They'll use some an alternate container for her. They're because they're and they're trying they're trying to look out for her because they're they they're all very fond of her. So it's really cute that they, that they're that they that they like her and they like they like being nice to her. Yeah, definitely. It's um, this is gonna sound silly, but it blows me away that they care so much. If that makes sense, because exploring with your cat is still a bit different. Like we experience that, and normally what we get when we go to a coffee shop is everyone's just a bit like, "That's a bit odd." But I love that they've moved into, "Oh, we will support you, and we will spoil her." And make her feel special and welcome. Like I just love that. That mm. that's where it's evolved to. It's beautiful. I think some of that reaction is from is from the baristas who love cats. Um, I, you know, since you'll go, some of them will t- want to tell you about their cat when you go in to get yourself a drink, because they, you know, they all know that I'm the, they know that I'm like the, the lady with the cat. That's all they know about me. It's like it's like anywhere else you go, people want to tell you about their cats. When when you when you're there with a cat in an unusual place, people people will love to tell you all about their cats. Yeah. And that that happens that happens right in that happens right in Starbucks, and they that's part of how they you know kind of fall, some of them have fallen in love with it, with her. I don't think it's everybody who works there, but you know some mm. of the some of the baristas, they take good care of her. That's really lovely. Like I love that. Um, so do you normally take Cupcake into Starbucks or is there outdoor seating that um, she has to sit in? There's an outdoor patio with a, um, a, a there's a, it's an, there's a, a large open area between buildings in between uh, or beside the patio, like the patio is between two buildings. And so it's a, there's a, and it's a really nice patio that is not close to where cars go by. The cars aren't, a lot of stores are, the storefront is right up against the street that we find mm. and I've tried taking her to those and she doesn't appreciate that. Mm. She's not, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like loud trucks going by her and anything like that. So she likes to have some space between her and the, and all the cars. And that's why we, we go there. But yeah, she stays on the patio. There've been times if I'm there by myself, she'll, um, and I don't have someone with me to go in and order. 
I'll, I will, I have carried her in in her carrier and ordered and picked up, picked up my drink and, and, and her puppuccino and walked back out, which is not probably, that's not by the, by the book of the health code, I'm sure. But I didn't put her down. She's not running around on, on surfaces or anything. She's, she stays contained. Mm. Yeah, that's um because that's something that I've been wondering when I've taken Lumos and Noxy to cafes by myself because in Australia, in the state that we live in, it's um you're actually not allowed to take a pet into the cafe and you're only allowed to have them in a outdoor area where it's a walkway, so like on a sidewalk or something like that. Mm-hmm. And when you when you're by yourself, you can't really order from the sidewalk if they don't have table service either. So that's mm. just been a challenge that I've had. So. When you say carrier, is that normally a backpack or is that a stroller or a side carrier? Um, it's a regular like suitcase shaped carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really lightweight one that we're I'm very fond. She's very fond of because the entire side drops down mm-hmm. to make like a bed. And that's the one that we've used for we've been using for over a year now. We've just recently gotten her a stroller and I haven't brought the stroller into Starbucks yet. But that I would if I was by myself. I haven't had to yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I like the idea of a stroller. It just because with the backpacks and sometimes with carriers, I find that you get shoulder pain or back pain and things like that. Whereas a stroller just seems a lot easier to use. Do you find it a lot easier to use? It is. It's it's a lot more convenient than I expected. And I think when I when I take her shopping, a lot of times she wants to be carried, and when she and she wants to be carried. Um, with her like her front paws on my shoulder, so she's carried off center, and so at my my back will start 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 to hurt after 45 minutes or an hour of walking around with eight pounds of cat off center. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I completely get that. That happens to me as yeah. well. You've just mentioned um that you guys go shopping. What kind of stores do you normally go to? Um, we go to a variety of of cat friendly stores. I've done um I did a lot of research on what what chains were pet friendly and discovered that we have some um, there are several in our area that are, there are, there are stores from those chains in our area. I always ask the first time I go in and if they're okay with her being there, then I don't ask every time because I've already gotten permission. It's kind of like bring, it's kind of like being a vampire. You've got, you've been, you've been, you've been, you've been invited in. I was kind of <laughs> think that way, but she, um, yeah, she, like we have, um, Hobby stores, interestingly, two of the large chains of hobby stores, um, um, arts and craft stores here yeah. in the United States are are pet friendly. And there's one not far from the Starbucks that we visit. So I'll stop by there with her. Oh, They're, cool. They, they recognize her and they'll say, you haven't been here for a while if we've been if it's been <laughs> a while since we've been by. That's awesome. Mm. Um, home improvement stores tend to be tend to be more pet friendly and there are some there are some home decoration stores as well that we have in, here in the states that um that, that we've been able to visit and she likes to be able to go and find the pet the pet section of the home decoration store she'll she's claimed the cat tree there was once she <laughs> climbed a cat there was a, a cat tree that was sitting on top of a shelf and she climbed up it and wouldn't come back down and people People from one aisle over came around to see what was going on, and they're like, "We well, have to buy it for her." And I'm like, <laughs> "I didn't want to tell them if I had to, if I had to buy her every cat tree she saw and liked, I would I would live in a forest." <laughs> that's actually that's, really interesting because um, 
a challenge that we have when we go to stores is that we don't always want to buy something. Like, do you get what I mean? It's because, mm-hmm. like, if I go into a store by myself and I want to buy, I can easily browse and I feel comfortable leaving because I'm just going in there to do some window shopping or something like that. But I find when we take Lumos and Noxie in, I have a bit of a dilemma because we do get attention for them and the staff do stop working on what they're working and they'll come and say hello or give them a pat. And I feel really rude walking out without buying something and I end up sitting there going, I need to find something that's about $2 that I can buy so I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Up... Okay, so that is something because I wanted yeah, I to see if anyone that. else felt that. Okay, so that yeah, is something you do. Yeah, go to the big box pet supply store. And we'll have that where I don't need anything, but I guess we're buying some treats today because mm. that way, you know, you're, you're, you're making sure you walk out with something. But yeah. They're all very nice there. They're, everybody is very welcoming there. Mm. Yeah, because that's something that happens a lot to us as well is that we go into these stores. We don't really want to buy anything. It's just we want to take the kitties out, especially like the weather's really bad. So we'll take them into a store or somewhere. And then we get there and we realize that, oh, we don't actually need anything mm. from here. <laughs> yeah, I suppose one way to look at it also is, especially if they're local stores, it's about, it's really like a donation to support the local store if you do buy something in the end. Mm, that's a good point. Like a small business, supporting a small yeah, business. Supporting a small yeah, business. that's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. I just want to come around, back around to all the places you mentioned that you do go urban exploring with um, Cupcake. So... And you mentioned briefly the selection criteria. So, look, I think you said you went, you go online, do some research, and so forth. So, what else is part of that? Is there anything else that's part of that process in terms of evaluating cat-friendly locations? Um, in general, I look at where they're located. There's some parts of there's some parts of town where I would ju- I would run by to, to to do some shopping, but I wouldn't take her, mm-hmm. especially now that I'm transferring her into a stroller. It's an extra step that I'm, you know, it's. I'm juggling her in the parking lot. Uh, there's places where I wouldn't want to do that, where it's noisy, where it's really noisy or busy. She's a pretty good sport about it, but she doesn't, you know, she's not going to appreciate my doing that if there's like a, a highway overpass right there or something. Mm, that's true. Um, let's see other things that I would take into account. Um, I think um, the type of store or If there was, uh, in some in some cases, is there a reason for me to be there? You know, I like I went. There's a sporting goods store I went to one day. I took her with me, and I was I tried on shoes, and boy, don't try to try on shoes while you're carrying a cat. That doesn't work <laughs> very well because she wants to be carried more shopping. But she didn't have a she did she didn't have her stroller at that time, so that didn't she didn't appreciate that. Um, but you know, imagining- I. Just imagining you're juggling a cat, trying to try his shoes. Oh, that would have been really difficult. <laughs> it was awkward for sure. Yeah. But the the very nice lady who worked in the in the shoe section came over and was and and, and was like, "Can I help you?" And I'm like, you "Can't take the cat. Hang on, we'll figure this out." Because that was pretty that was pretty funny. And when I've I've been back in that store and I was on the opposite side of the store and the girl from the shoe section walked past and said, "Cupcake." Because they rem- every they remember her. Oh. Every time when you come back, they remember they re- they'll remember you when you're somewhere unusual with a cat. They're like, oh my god, the cat's back, and you you get that response. So that's awesome. It's um so when you're finding these stores, because I 
I'd love that you take um, to Cupcake to a sporting goods store. And we've got one nearby, which I think our kitties would love. But I'm really struggling to find out whether they're pet friendly or not. And they've got um, – how do you go about doing that? Do you just ask them or do you search online? A lot of times if there's somewhere I want to go, I will search online to see if anyone has pu- – has, if there's like a pu- – if there's a pet policy published – and that way I can I can say hey I I read the, I read on the internet that you're a, you have you have pet friendly stores are you okay with my bringing her in and and then that way they they're kind of it kind of puts them in a bad way because I'm standing there with a cat and they they don't want to say no but it's it's just sort of a I don't want I don't want to not ask mm-hmm. so I've with the with the sporting goods store I actually couldn't find anybody to ask, so I walked over to, to guest services desk and asked there. And they looked so surprised that I was, you know, I'm sure that is not a question they'd had before. But I was like, but is this okay? And they're like, yeah. So I, you know, so we went or we walked around and shopped. Cool. And does Cupcake, so you mentioned before that you mainly carry her. Does she ever want to go for a walk or climb on the shelves or anything like that? She does. Um, she does more often when these days than when she was a kitten. She used to be. She used to be more interested in laying on top of her carrier in in the in the shopping cart. Yeah. That was, and then she she reached an age where she just was like, the princess wants to be carried. So I would carry her, but she will want to get. De- I'm, I was working with her for a while to get her to walk with me. Um, you know, carrying treats with me to like, come on, follow me, and that mm-hmm. worked okay as long as she was still hungry. And she was that was that was going along all right, but she's recently not been interested in getting down. I don't particularly want to let her get on the shelves because she's gotten behind merchandise, mm-hmm. and then she decides she's going to camp out there. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to come back out, so that was not a particularly good thing. So I that's I I try not to encourage her to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think um, we had uh, actually we've had a couple of in, um, incidents where we've taken Lumos and Noxie to stores, and Noxie's jumped over my head and decided to go in between and behind all the goods in the store and trying to get her back out is quite a challenge <laughs> and we're pretty small as like pretty yeah, short and, as it is and Knox is leashed by the way so yeah. it's not like we we haven't got yeah a connection to her it's just that she's decided to camp out makes it really hard <laughs> yeah it's um that's always a challenge and we find that Lumos likes to jump out of the cart and he likes to walk along like he'll just walk along and go smell and sniff things. And that can be a challenge when you're pushing a cart and you've got a cat running around in the opposite direction <laughs> and you've got to like somehow control the two. So I always find it interesting to see how everyone else manages that. But it's great that Cupcake makes it a little bit easier for you by sitting in the cart or she likes being carried, which I suppose can be a challenge if it's a very long trip. Yeah, sometimes at the particularly the at the hardware store, she'll want to get down and 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 she'll start to wander off. I'm like, but the place we need to go was the, the, oh back here, and so you know, and I'm saying this to her, and the other shoppers are laughing at me because they see that I'm telling the cat we got to go this way, and she's ignoring me. <laughs> that's that's when you break out the treats yeah. to get her attention, to get her moving the opposite direction. Yeah. Does she have I've a favorite? What? I've, I've had Sorry. employees walk up and tell me you know we get feral cats in here i bet she's smelling them and i'm like great no wonder mm-hmm. she's decided to get down and is, is really interested in that corner or whatever oh that's a really good point actually 
That might be what was happening at our home improvement store. Mm. Mm, interesting. Hadn't thought about that. Actually, I'm talking about home improvement stores. In Australia, um, some of the home improvement stores actually say that dogs need to be muzzled and carried whenever you take them through um, in the store. And obviously, we can't muzzle a cat. But have you seen policies like that where you had requirements that you have to do at these stores? And what do you normally do or, um, about those? Well, I haven't seen a requirement like that, but um, she's always leashed and I, she's almost always carried. So that hasn't been a problem. In fact, she's um, cu- cupcake tends to n- doesn't like people touching her paws. And since she likes to be carried, so her front paws are on my shoulder. They're so tempting to people who walk up behind me and people walk up and touch her paws and then she bites them. So she's, Ooh. you know, that that she's, you know, don't touch my paws. It's mm. you don't touch a strange cat's paws. What is wrong with you people? Pretty much. Well, I'm thinking this in my head, yeah. but I'm, mm. you know, so I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to have eyes in the back of my head and prevent that, you know, trying to keep people from touching her. I actually have a, a I don't know what they're called. It's like a child spit up towel that I got custom made that's embroidered that says, my name is Cupcake. Please ask if you can pet me and I can throw it over my shoulder before I put her, let her get up there. And that way I I don't use it often, but when I do, it does tend to help prevent that because people will ask first. Um, I think that that's probably, that's been one of my best tactics. It's just something I'm not consistent about using. That's a really smart one. Mm. If she just wants to, she she makes it easy to to be, to be, to be, have people interact with her in an, in a way that I can't supervise. And that's not, that's not a really, you know, you want to supervise how mm-hmm. your cat interacts with strangers. And mm-hmm. I, I can't when she's doing that. So I try to make sure that I tell them, you know, well, she's, she, well, you know, we've been out since for, for, for three hours now, she's a little cranky. So just give her a scratch on the head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to give them direction. So they, they, they interact with her in a way that she'll like. It's a really good point that you make, and it's one that I think hasn't quite sunk in for most people yet, especially those with, I think I think it's probably more so with people with cats who don't go, probably don't necessarily go exploring or go out and meet other cats, because people will think, oh, I've got a cat at home, I, I know how to handle cats, you know, but then they what you forget or don't realise is that every cat's different, and situationally, like you say, the cat's been out for three hours. They're probably a bit cranky today. Normally, they might be okay, but mm. and you know, not every cat likes to have their paws touched. Like Lumos is the same. He's very sensitive about his paws, whereas Noxie doesn't really mind it. So, having that first um, interaction with the owner to at least ask for permission and get a situational download on, you know, what the cat's like and whether they're okay to be patted and so forth, it's so important. I think it's just the same with dogs, like trying to go up to a stranger's dog and start patting them you know you don't know if they're going to bite your head off or if they're going to you know just roll over and show them the belly so it, it's a really good point and I, I like how you've got this tactic of the throwover that really helps the situation mm. I really like that because um it actually also encourages people to ask you the question as well it's rather than um waiting for them to think oh do I need to ask the question so that's a really really good idea I really like that um and talking about paws, actually, I've noticed that you've taught Cupcake to do a few tricks. How did you go about doing that? Well, Cupcake can do a fist bump with her paw. 
And I taught her that because I, well, I taught her that I want to teach her high five, but my other cats know uh, upraised hands. Like they know that means all gone. So we, we couldn't proceed to that. So we, I decided a fist bump would be better. So I t- would take treats that have a smell that's really high value t- treats to her and just held them out in my, in my hand and she'd sniff around. And, and when she, when she pawed at them, I, I would drop the treats. She would learn that that was, you know, that was the trigger to get what she wanted. Yeah. And so that's what she does. Although now I, I turn my hand over for her and let her eat them out of my hand. So no matter where we are, it's a safe place for her to eat them. Mm. Oh, that's a good point because you don't really want to drop it on the floor or something because you don't know what's been there. So that's a really good good point. And I've read that you use um, tricks like that to get Cupcake comfortable in new places, which is like, I think that's such an awesome idea. Um, and we've, we've been training Lumos to do fist bump and things like that. And I always want to get follow your tactic of when we go to a new place to get him to do a fist bump. But he's always so distracted. Like he's not paying attention to my hand at all. <laughs> and how do you um, ensure that Cupcake isn't super distracted to do those kind of tricks while you're out and about? Um, I, I use something that she absolutely loves. She loves crunchy treats because she doesn't get crunchies any other time. And you know, she's she would much rather eat crunchy food if she could, but she doesn't get kibble. So uh, she gets crunchy treats, and she she's very excited. She could smell them, and she's very excited to get them. And she realizes that's what she's getting. It's a, you know use a high value treat, or what she considers she considers high value, something that she gets excited about that helps keep her attention. Mm, that's a really good point as well. Mm. Yeah, because um maybe that is our mistake because we use the same treats at home as we do while we're exploring. So maybe we should um move those around. Something that Daniel sa- said earlier got my attention when he talked about different people interact with cats differently. There was we have a lot of tourists in my area because I'm in I'm in the Orlando area. and We have a lot of people coming in to go to Disney World. And so that the coffee shop that we're that we visit is not far from the tourist strip. So we get people coming in who are from far away and uh, and who don't speak English. And there was a, a, a very nice lady who did definitely didn't speak English, but she showed me on her phone a picture of a Siamese cat. Apparently it was her cat back home. And then she wanted to pet Cupcake. And so I was standing by and watching what was going on. And so she pet Cupcake and everything was fine. And then she decided she was going to pet Cupcake by grabbing her face. And I was like, that's the weirdest way to interact with a cat. She like grabbed her face and kind of like tried to scratch at her with, with her whole hand over her whole face. Cupcake was not down with this. So, and I couldn't ask her not, I couldn't verbally interact with her about that because the idea that people do really interact with their cats in very different ways. And I, that yeah. one would never have occurred to me. So how did Cupcake react to that one? Well, she was really, she like tried to get away. She backed away, she backed way up. Mm-hmm. She, she just didn't, she did not like being treated that way. But she still, the, she let the lady then afterwards pet her the normal way and then she walked away. So it didn't, it didn't end badly, but oh, she was good. just not, she was not very fond of that. I'm like, I don't know who pets their cat like that. I guess this lady does where she's from. But I don't think that's a common thing. Not that I know of. But we've, <laughs> we've had a similar incident. So um, actually it happens quite often. So Lumos's backpack has these air holes in them. And he likes, it's they're right at the bottom. And he likes to like lean across them. So his fur's like poking out of it. And we find that people tend to, and this is hard because it's on our back. So we don't always see that this is happening. 
and they like to poke the holes, which can be like obviously we don't want to cover the holes because that's how he gets the air, like it's an airflow for him. But it's like it's just managing that ex- interaction yeah, as well. Yeah. And at the same, and that's the same also with kids because kids sometimes, if they don't have pets themselves, we find that they don't necessarily know how to interact with the cats, and, and so they they might start trying to poke them the same way. Mm. And it's it's on us and it's on the parents to try and not manage that interaction to sort of teach the children how to actually interact with pets and you know, treat them with respect and you know, poking them is very distressing for a cat. Or like grabbing them by the face. That's really interesting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's um, I, I do admit I do sometimes struggle, especially if there's a language barrier there or if um, the parent is there and the parent isn't saying anything to the child. Um, I do sometimes struggle, but it's then I remember that Lumos and Noxie are our kids, so we need to protect them. So it's important for us to um, step in and say something. But it is something I know I am personally working on. Mm. Yeah, it's um, something that, yeah, it's interesting. So what do you hope to see in the future in, regarding this movement of people who explore with their cats? I'd like to see cats welcome welcomed in all places that dogs are welcomed because mm. that's not necessarily the case we have a new um we have a new law in our area f- for for dining in cafes outdoors that is it is specifically for dogs and excludes cats and mm. it's derivative of a state law and so at some point when cats become accepted as part of the pets who go out with you i ass- I assume they would be incorporated into the laws, for instance. So they would be, they would be, excuse me, they would be included in these, in, in the arrangements made for pets out and about. I think that that's important because the assumption is made, oh, it's going to just be dogs. Mm. And that's not true. And I know some people who have, who have run into situations where they take their cat somewhere that's dog friendly and they're told, no, your cat can't be here. So mm-hmm. that's not that's not good. I mean, they're that's, they they're not they have as much right as the the you're you know you're as much a patron of that established as establishment as the person with the dog is. Mm-hmm. But the, but they're that's not the attitude. So I would like to see cats being treated as getting equal rights in that way. In in the in the dog in the places that assume only dogs could. I mean, not places like dog parks. I don't want to take my cat to a dog park. <laughs> But, uh, you know, for things like in things like cafes or, you know, sidewalk cafes or, or places like that, I think that that would be more equitable. I agree. I think um, one of the struggles we've had is that pet friendly accommodation is usually means dog friendly accommodation. It doesn't mean cat friendly accommodation, which can be a huge frustration for us. Because mm. uh, a lot of these times these, when they say pet friendly and that you go into the details and you check what it means and it really means there's a porch or patio outside that they you can put a dog in and sort of allow them to stay there for the night which doesn't really does not work for a cat who normally stays indoors and cats in general who like to jump and can scale fences very easily so it's just it's a different ball game altogether and i think what you were talking about before with the legislation and so forth it's just it's an oversight currently because there's a lack of understanding out there there's a lack of appreciation and yeah, that's why work that you do and work that we're trying to do is is so important, and that's why we love advocating this stuff so that 
we try and educate the people out there that, you know, there's cats who love to go exploring and love to go out and it's very worthwhile for us and there's a whole market out there and there's a whole community out there that wants to, you know, get in, more involved in this stuff and yeah, it's very inspiring and it's, it's very good work that you do to try and, you know, teach people this stuff and continue to go out there exploring. I agree. And um, actually, one thing that's really interesting about the law, so I'm, I think the US is similar to Australia where the state laws are all different. So in um, New South Wales, which is the state that we live in, I use the dog laws. So like if it says a dog isn't allowed in a, inside a cafe, I assume that's the same for cats. I find it really interesting. South Australia, which is another state in Australia, they actually have laws stating where cats are not allowed, like museums and things like that, which I found really interesting. The thought had never occurred to me to take the cats to a museum, but I, they must have had cats in a museum at some point in the 1980s and they had to make that law. So it's just a very interesting one. Maybe they wow. have feral cats. Like you mentioned that there's feral cats at the um, Home Improvement Store. Maybe that's where that mm-hmm. came from. Mm. I don't know. And that one really, really interesting. What's the um, most entertaining comment that you've heard when you've um, been out and about with Cupcake? The most entertaining. The one I get most often is, that's a cat. And I really think that the way that I carry her, they see like this looks like I'm wearing some kind of a black and white stole walking through the walking through the home improvement store. And then all of a sudden they realize it has a head attached. You know, it's a it's a, but I think that's why they have a but yes, it is a cat. Good for you. You you identified it. I won't say that because I don't want to put put off strangers, you know, trying to have some social skills. But, yeah, that's that's I always find that kind of funny. Several years ago, I ran across someone who had a, a pet rabbit out in public. And I said, it's a I said, it's a rabbit. He's like, where? He was he was fooling with me. And I'm like, I haven't tried that one yet. That would be, that would be, that would be a good line. Yes, also, do my cat, also, my cat would never do that. I hear that a lot. Yes, yes. yes. I also yeah. got, I, I get that line also when she's doing fist bumps. I'm like, yeah, your cat could do that. I don't even know your cat, and I could tell you your cat could do that. I think um, fist bumps is something that initially you think is something really, really hard. But having, for example, Noxie is not food motivated at all, but she loves doing her fist bumps. It's something that you can train quite easily. It just takes like a couple of consistent sessions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't there. take yeah. long to train at all. Yeah, Sit took a lot longer to teach. Cupcake yes. can sit. Yes. She sits down and her tail lashes back and forth. It's you know she has the tail of annoyance when she sits. <laughs> so I don't, sitting is not apparently not fun, but I, I you know I ask her to do that a lot of times before we do treats. Mm. And I that's and that's one that we'll get I can get her if she if I get her on the floor somewhere I can get her to do out in public as well. Mm. I've done that in the home improvement store. We've done a sit right right in the middle of the aisle. I'm so, all right sit. I would have loved to see how everyone um, around you reacted to that. They would be like, oh, my gosh, the cat can sit. <laughs> Are there any kitties um, on social media that inspire you to explore? Um, one of them is my um, is Summer, the therapy cat. Mm-hmm. She's um, she's kind of a, she's a, I mean, she's amazing. She's a she's a former show cat, which is I imagine puts her, makes her have the experience to be calm in a lot of situations. But um, that's, um, that's, that's one who um, does a lot of, she does, uh, she's only goes in urban areas because her human like, like me is, is not interested in going, is not interested in going camping or anything like that. 
but she's 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 been she's the one I've looked up to from the beginning when it came to cats going places. Mm-hmm. And I love how um that well her um human actually shares the stories behind her therapy visits. So she will talk about how they went to a hospital and talk about each of the individuals that Summer interacted with and how they made brightened up their day. So for example, that um. I recently saw one where she went to a hospital and there was a lady there who has cats at home, but didn't, I think she spoke Spanish and um, she was telling them all about her cats and she was panning summer and um, it just brightened up her day. It's what she does. is something so beautiful for those people who really need it. Yes. It's, it's inspiring what she does. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, I have to admit, like, I hadn't heard about Therapy Cats till I started following Summer and just hearing, like, what she does for all these um, people in pain or these children who um, who love animals but don't necessarily get that opportunity to go see them because they're in hospital. It's it's just beautiful. It is, very much so. I was hoping that Cupcake could be a Therapy Cat when I first started taking her places. But she is doesn't have the the um, patience to be a therapy cat. When she's done, she's done, and that really wouldn't work very well as as a therapy cat, I'm afraid. But something that I had, so I so it's like she she crushed my dreams for her. But no, she's 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 just a civilian cat going places instead of one who has a job. But I have to say, she goes to amazing places like. To go to Starbucks and get your own puppuccino without even having to order, really, that's pretty amazing. We might not be qualified to talk about this completely, but just wondering, what what is the requirements or what are the features and characteristics of a therapy cat and what would make someone like Cupcake unqualified for it? Well, the therapy cats are um, outgoing and they will want to spend time with strangers and they want they'll like sit in someone else's lap and and let them stroke them and and they'll be in the strange environments of a of a hospital and not freak out by the things they they see there. Cupcake just recently saw her first wheelchair and she was quite she was quite like she her, her eyes got really big. And she was sitting on a cat tree at the the pet store and the person with the wheelchair rolled up to her and she was definitely not so certain about that interaction. So she was, she's not going to take, you know, she's not ready to take that, that particular situation calmly, but you know, she's, she doesn't seem to have the interest in going and giving, giving pur- purring for strangers who are in, in, in distress and if 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 you're trying to pet her and she doesn't want to be petted, she she has a short she has a somewhat short temper about it, and that definitely would make her unsuitable. I would think in a clinical environment that wouldn't be desirable, mm-hmm. since because she tends to tell you she's done with her teeth, that's it. She'll nip, and that's um I think she inherited that from her mother who was a who was who was a nippy cat from what I was told. So she was probably taught that from. From too early for me to break her of that habit. Okay, that makes sense. Actually, that is a challenge we have with Lumos as well. When he's done, he's done. He'll just walk away. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I think that I think in her mind she's not suffering fools. 
you know, but yeah, that makes Cupcake sense. has her own ideas. She's an independent kitty. Yes, she is. <laughs> has there been a product or a service or a program that's been a game changer for any of your kitties, Cupcake or the others? Uh, the carrier that Cupcake uses is a, was a huge game changer because I was previously using a, um, a, a small airline rated carrier for her because she was a kitten. She, she fit into it fine, but she started really not wanting to go in there and to go out. And so I would get the whole, okay, I'm really wide thing where she'd stick her mm-hmm. legs out and wouldn't want to go in the carrier. And this carrier that the whole side opens up and drops down has been a huge enhancement for her where because she was able to I'm able to get her in there without a fight because it's just she uh you know I'll I'll toss a treat in there she'll walk in and I'll close it behind her but then when we're when we're out at Starbucks I can put it in a chair and drop it open and it becomes a bed that she can lounge around in and she feels comfortable in it so she feels safer to be in there than to be out like when I would with her smaller care I would zip it back up when she wasn't in it and she, and then when a truck would, would rumble past, she would get she would want to get back in. But she's quite happy to be able to be in her open carrier and that, or and now in her, in her stroller, the same idea. I'm not sure if I'd call the stroller a game changer yet. We haven't had to use it. We've only been using it for a few weeks, so okay. it's not. But it's definitely been very useful. And I keep up with, with, with the stroller I've because it's winter here. I know it's not winter there. And I have a heating pad in there that I was using to get the cats used to hanging out in the stroller, making them happy with it. And then I have the I have that and I have an extension cord in the bottom basket and I plugged her in while we were at Starbucks. So she could we were sitting outside and it was chilly one morning and she was able to have her heated pad. So that has that's definitely made for a cozy place for her to hang out. And that, mm-hmm. that's been a really nice thing. And I think that. You know, that's going to make it makes her feel safe being in there. Yeah. yeah. I tried to take her out for a, for a cuddle cupcake. I'm ready for a cuddle. Come here. And she goes, she she gets out of she gets out of my arms and goes right back in. She said, no, I don't want to cuddle. I like my I like my stroller just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recall the brands and models of any of the strollers or carriers that you're currently using? Yes. The carrier is a Gen 7 Carry Me Sleeper. And her stroller is a Gen 7, I think it's a promenade. The Gen 7 um, strollers definitely seem to be quite popular from what I've read as well. Quite a few members in our community seem to use that because they seem to have a few different types and they seem quite popular. This one was had not been my original first choice. I had been eyeing some others online and then um, we were in the home improvement store that also has pet products and they had one on the floor. And I said, Hey, look, you will try this out. You fit. Look, let's see how you fit. And that was it. We walked out with it that day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So it's nice. It's nice when you can actually try something out. We're living in the internet age where we can't do that. Mm. So that was, you know, somebody else had assembled it for me. That was even better. Cause you don't want me trying to do that. I've got to ask. So your home improvement store has pet products. That's incredible. Is that right? Well, this is a home decoration store. This is um, right. called Home Goods. It's yeah. owned by the, the the TJ Maxx people who may who are who which is a clothing um they, it's a clothing store and they own Home Goods, which is has like 
all kinds of home decorating things and it has a big pet section oh that's amazing i think um in australia we're in awe so for example um around the world ikea has pet products australia's ikea does not have pet products so it's amazing to hear all these Mm. stores and yeah because for us to find that sort of stuff you don't go to the home improvement store you don't go to ikea we're stuck with like specialty stores who who specialize in you know pet products and, and they, again they've got a li- very limited range mm-hmm. they don't have the strollers on display they don't necessarily have carriers on display or crates uh, i've actually we've seen one crate but it's it's very unusual to see that level of product or range like usually it's jump on the internet and hope for the best in terms of what you're actually getting so mm. to hear that they've got that stuff in the u.s is it just um blows my mind and I'm, it's quite exciting actually yeah yeah, this store is kind of a liquidator. They come up with some of the weirdest things. You'll walk in there and they'll have some of the oddest things, especially around the holidays. They had a, they had a like 200 pound bag of chocolate. I'm like, where did you come up with that? It was right, you know, right in one of the aisles up front. What am I gonna do with how that? Do you, come on. How do you even pick that up? <laughs> no idea. It but I mean, they also have. They also have furniture. I guess they figure if you can pick up the mm-hmm. furniture, you can pick up. It's a very, really random item. But yeah, it does remind me of a Costco, Costco yeah. which sort of has <laughs> everything. Like, I don't know about your Costco, but we've got like wedding rings being sold in our Costco from time to time. And, you know, video video game goods and electronics mm-hmm. plus, you know, everything else you can think of under the sun. It's, it's just mm-hmm. really bizarre. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to jump back to something we were talking about earlier because you mentioned um, that you go to a sporting goods store. Is that a chain as well? It is. Um, do you mind? Do you remember the name of it? I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, I could drive you to it right now, but I can't think of the name of it. That's all. Good. But I, I remember when I started researching that not all of the sporting goods, I mean the 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 large sporting goods chains were pet friendly. That was something that was um, not uniform across all of them. And I think that I think that some of them are pet friendly because they tend to think of hunting dogs there. You know, some of them are sporting in that regard. And I think that's like there's there's we have one. There's another chain here in town um, that is more kind of hunting and fishing oriented. And when I've gone and there's a, a huge fish tank. So I, uh, we went in there with cupcakes. She so could look at the enormous fish, which are as long as she is. And when we were, when we were there, we saw some, we saw some, we saw some dogs that looked like they were probably hunting dogs that, that people had brought with them as well. And actually someone there said they had had a cat come in before they'd had a Bengal come in once. So they okay. was, she was not, she was not their first cat, which was kind of nice. Remember, do you remember the name of that store? Oh, that was that was Bass Pro Shops. Okay, cool. And the home improvement stores that you go to, are they chains as well? Yes. Do you remember we, their names? Yes, we we often went to Orchard Supply, which the entire chain has just closed. Um, but we go to we go to Lowe's and Home Depot, which is which is near us. The Home Depot people have been very nice about with with her we were one day we were shopping for appliances and I was letting her climb across the tops of the washers because she was helping me examine them and pick one out and um, they were they were okay with that those kinds she got all kinds of attention doing that so they were very accommodating with her 
it seems to me, and this is what we've found in our own experiences, that it's not a case of one rule for anything. It's really about doing the research and trying to find out what stores will accept um, and allow you to take your, your pet or your cat specifically there. So it's not necessarily a chain. It's not necessarily the specialty stores. It's just really doing the research, talking to them, finding out, and then just giving it a go. Well, that's true. And sometimes with the smaller stores, you just need to ask. Mm-hmm. There's a, a small souvenir shop close to another Starbucks that we used to go to, but she's not as fond of, so we don't go to often anymore, that um, she one day I was carrying her and we were walking by and she, she, she stepped inside and I was like, I kind of pulled, I kind of pulled back on her leash, said, I don't think they want you in there. And the person said, does she bite? And I was like, no, anything with a mouth can bite, but no. And um, she, you know, she was, she was, she wasn't coming. She wasn't wandering into their store to jump on them and bite them. So um, we, I walked in and talked to the, the person in the, in the souvenir shop for a few minutes, but people is many people are fine with it in, in many you know, small businesses. They're very, they don't have, they don't have people making corporate rules, preventing them from doing things. That's a really good point. So I think um, while there are these chains that you can go to, you can also check out your smaller stores. And then at that point, you can also be supporting a smaller, small business as well if you need to buy something by mm. going there, which also might happen to be cat friendly. So it's my, like what I gather is the main thing that we should be doing is asking the question, like not assuming that it's no, perhaps it's more likely to be yes, but we can take our cats in. Always good to ask. And I, I was, I always like to ask while she's there because she's so cute. Who can resist her? <laughs> That's a really good point. I love that idea. So, Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been a blast. Like, I've learned so much about exploring in urban areas and you've given me the confidence to go to more stores because I think I've just been a bit shy, to be honest, to ask for permission. <laughs> oh. So where can we find you and Cupcake and Cats Going Places online? Um, our website is catsgoingplaces.com. And on social media, you will find us uh, at, at catsgoingplaces, both on Twitter and Instagram. And um, we're also on Facebook as facebook.com slash catsgoingplaces. Cool. So what we'll do is we'll put those links and any other links on what we talked about today in the show notes, which will be available at www.catexplorer.co forward slash podcast. And I'd like to say to everyone, thank you so much for listening today. It would really mean the world to us if you could subscribe to the Cat Explorer podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast. And it'll help us continue to get some awesome guests on the show. And they'll be able to keep inspiring you and giving you some awesome advice on how you can go exploring with your kitty. And as always, thank you so much for being a part of the Cat Explorer community. We're so grateful for each and every one of you. And that's it for today. We'll catch you next time. And in the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world.